0: Friend, Come on in, take a look around.
1: When you've had a look, why not come warm yourself by the fire?
0: We promise we won't bite.
1: We might tell you a story. Or two. Maybe offer you a slice of cake. Or two. This week's flavour is coffee cake with Bailey's icing. Mm. Mm-hmm.
0: Now where were we? Oh yes. How much can we ever really know about someone? We like to think that the people closest to us are predictable, that we know them well enough to say for sure how they might act in any given situation. When it's someone we live with, we get used to their habits, both endearing and annoying. The routines that take them through their daily lives, and all the little things like gnomes stacked in a trench coat, that make them the person we know and love. It's scary to think that those who we share our houses, and some of us our beds with, could be harbouring terrible secrets. In the end, maybe it's better just not to think about it. Even if the phone bills aren't adding up, And they're out so often, you've stopped asking where they've been, for fear of the answer. And sometimes, we genuinely remain oblivious to the goings-on in the lives of our spouses, children, parents, friends. Everyone is allowed their privacy, after all. And it's only after the secrets float to the surface that we find out about the murky goings-on. And so often, it's the most charismatic of us that have the most to hide. Sonia Sutcliffe, wife of the infamous Yorkshire Ripper Peter Sutcliffe, remained oblivious to his harrowing crimes up until he confessed to her from his jail cell after being arrested. But for others, it's not so much a case of hear no evil, see no evil, as it is just being completely unable to comprehend that someone you love so dearly could commit anything so awful. Judith Ridgway, wife of Gary Ridgway, the Green River killer, confessed to being in such denial that, just like Sonia, she stood by her husband right up until he pled guilty. She couldn't connect the man who was always happy with the cold blooded murderer he was accused of being. Perhaps she thought she knew him so well, the whole thing must have been a mistake. In the end, we just don't know anyone as well as we think. And even when those dark secrets are unearthed, it's so much easier just to avert our eyes. For Diane Chenery Wickens, a prestigious makeup artist who worked for the BBC on iconic shows such as Dead Ringers and The League of Gentlemen, the truth could only be ignored for so long. Her husband, spiritualist minister David Chenery Wickens, had been lying to her. The couple had been married for 11 years and in that time David had conducted several affairs with women in the village of Duddleswell in East Sussex where they lived. Diane had let the affairs slide She was away in work at London a lot, and it was probably easier to simply pretend it wasn't going on. She told worried friends that David loved her and that they were happy together. But after a decade of supposedly blissful matrimonial harmony, it seems that Diane had finally had enough. When checking a phone bill, she found two numbers which had been called repeatedly. One was to a current affair of David's, something Diane was used to by now. At one point, it's reported that after being told Diane was currently in care at a psychiatric facility, one of David's girlfriends called the house only for his supposedly mentally unstable and away-from-home wife to pick up the phone. Upon realizing that she was the other woman and that she had been lied to, the girlfriend told Diane... That her husband was having an affair. Diane simply responded that she was obviously just jealous. Over the years, Diane's friends had tried to broach the subject with her and been brushed off. It seemed as though as long as he came back to her, what David did when she wasn't around was his business. It was the calls to the second number which most likely caught her attention. They were to a gay chat line, an easy way to hook up with queer men in the local area. This was something different, something unexpected. Perhaps it was that she could handle the women. After all, she was still David's wife and therefore the number one woman in his life, no matter what anyone else claimed. But the idea of him sleeping with other men may have been so alien to her, it was enough to snap her out of what was an abusive and manipulative relationship. She confronted him that night and threatened to expose him. This decision would prove to have deadly consequences.
1: David Chennery Wickens reported his wife missing on the 24th of January 2008. He told local police that they had got the train to London that day together, planning to meet up later on. When she never arrived, he went straight to a local police station. Despite his missing wife, David kept up his current affairs. He could be found at a local pub with a long-term girlfriend. The pub owner assumed he was estranged from his wife, as it seemed most people did in the area. David's charismatic nature had always drawn people to him. He layered lie upon lie in order to weasel his way into the beds and bank accounts of numerous women. On one occasion, he was loaned tens of thousands of pounds by an opera singer after he told her he had prostate cancer. He never paid her back, but despite this, it seemed she remained besotted with him. Without Diane's income, the spiritualist minister had to find a way to bring in more money. He was caught on CCTV, pawning off his wife's jewellery. Using Diane's phone, he texted her friends, pretending to be her, telling them all that she was fine. Just after he reported her missing, there's evidence to show that he sent texts to an ex-girlfriend and set up a hookup through the same gay chat line Diane had uncovered. No fun was had that night, however, as the man who turned up claimed that he was not attracted to David. This same pattern went on for months. The pawning of Diane's jewelry, the frequent appearances around the village with various girlfriends, and the calls to the chat line. But all of this ended on the 15th of May that same year. A woman walking her dog that morning came across something half buried under a bramble bush. It was the badly decomposed body of Diane Chennery Wickens, dumped not 10 miles from her home in what barely even passes for a shallow grave. Diane's body was so decomposed that the forensic experts were unable to determine the cause of death, and even today, 10 years on, that remains undetermined. All eyes quickly turned to David. During those five months where Diane was thought missing, he had changed his story. recanting the claim that she had never showed to meet him in London, he now claimed that after the couple had run into money troubles, rather than face the shame, Diane had relocated to Spain and started a new life. He offered no explanation as to why he hadn't gone with her. On a search of their home, police found items of Diane's jewellery which were covered in blood, items which her family said she would never leave home without. David was convicted of the murder of his wife on the 2nd of March 2009 and sentenced to life in prison. It's clear that he was a man who took and took without any thought of others. It's terrifying to imagine the person who swore to love, support, and look after you, may be the greatest danger you ever face. David betrayed a wife who loved him so much that she turned a blind eye to dozens of affairs, and when she tried to confront him, he snapped. Too many abuse stories end in tragedy. It's important that we choose to remember Diane and others like her as the woman that she was and all the great things that she accomplished in her life. To you, an abuser may seem like the most charming person, but behind closed doors, these people can turn into the coldest monsters imaginable. According to the Spiritualists National Union, the church to which the minister David Chenery Wickens belonged there are seven principles their belief system is based on. One of which is the compensation and retribution hereafter for all the good and evil deeds done on earth, or essentially, what goes around, comes around. David himself, who pled not guilty, said that murder went against all of his spiritualist beliefs. We can only hope that he truly pays in kind for the crime he committed, though nothing can ever be done to bring back the life that was stolen.
0: It's been reported that belief in spiritualism rose by 22% between the years of 2001 to 2011. Whether or not this was single-handedly down to the popularity of Derek Okora and the Most Haunted team is, unconfirmed. We look back at the Victorians and see a superstitious people who desperately wanted to believe that there was more to life than the dirty, disease-ridden existence they led. Even though it was so common for children to die before the age of five that some families gave multiple children the same name just so it would be carried on, the idea that those little ones who passed away might be going to a better place would have been a welcome reassurance. When trauma occurs, we as humans will often turn to whatever we can to try and explain it. Death without reason, especially traumatic death, is hard to understand. But, if somehow there's a reason why, perhaps we'll find it easier to move on. These days, Alternative beliefs to religions like Catholicism and Buddhism are rising in popularity. Particularly, millennial witches seem to be taking over Instagram and there's been a boom in publication of witchy books, from spells to how to best set up your house to encourage the propagation of magic. Like feng shui but with more cauldrons and black cats perhaps. From the glittering astrological predictions of Walter Mercado, to the iconic mystic Meg, we are fascinated by the idea that there are forces larger than us which can be tapped into and used to better our lives. For part of the lesbian community, for example, knowing your zodiac sign is a must. A study showed cis women are twice as likely to believe in astrology than cis men. Take cis men out of the equation completely and look more closely at the women-love-women demographic and you're left with a group who may have grown up isolated from their queer peers and wishing on stars. It's easy to see how those who don't see themselves reflected in the world around them may search for a reason to explain why they are the way they are. Finding ways to make the world make sense is consistent across all belief systems. Whether you're queer or not, we all want to know if there's some bigger reason for our existence, something to soothe the harsh realities of the world. But it can be difficult to align yourself with a system that doesn't accept you, or even actively rejects you. Especially because homosexuality was constantly denounced by the church, or in the case of lesbianism, very often ignored, there is an obvious disconnect even for queer women who may be religious. Either way, if you're not sure what your rising sign is, be sure to find your closest lesbian. It doesn't seem coincidental that these modern beliefs are mostly being spearheaded by women. There is a feeling for some that witchcraft is a reclamation of the divine feminine, which is noticeably absent in most major religions and which was demonised for hundreds of years. Regardless of what you believe in, there is hardly anyone whose careers and lifestyles get put on the line more than the modern spiritualist medium.
1: Supposedly, half of people in the UK don't believe you can talk to the dead, which begs to differ. What about the other half? And maybe it's only fair to say, more specifically, that half of people in the UK believe that some of us can talk to the dead. Enter the spiritualist medium, your guide to the afterlife, even in the 21st century. And really, in 200 years, the job hasn't really changed. Modern mediums still report using spirit guides and other traits which wouldn't go amiss in a Victorian seance. The belief that the soul of a person remains long after death has lived beyond those infamous Fox sisters who first initiated the spiritualist movement. We're no closer to working out what happens after we die than we were back then. The same questions remain, and so do the means we use to try and answer them. What has changed over the years is our ability to debunk and disprove claims of psychic abilities. However, there's still plenty that we don't know about the brain and how it works, so nothing can be ruled out entirely. The Society for Psychical Research was established in 1882, and aims to study all sorts of paranormal occurrences, from hauntings to mediumship and mesmerism. The Society was originally set up to expose fraudulent psychics, but it didn't stay that way. There were mediums who the society considered to be trustworthy and who they used to try and help conduct scientific research on the subject. It seems that overall, the men who founded the society wanted desperately to believe. Throughout their efforts to debunk psychics, what they were really searching for was someone who would pass all of their tests. Someone who strongly held similar views was the magician Harry Houdini. You could say that his shows were also tricks, featuring inexplicable escapes from chains and tanks, all of which he survived. Magicians are often lumped in with spiritualists, but they market themselves very differently. Magicians make it clear that their illusions are born of skill and trickery, whereas mediums insist they are channels, unable to suppress their gifts. As one of the greatest tricksters of all time, Houdini knew how to spot a con, and so his tricky relationship with spiritualism began. It seems it was the death of his mother that led him into the world. He began to attend seances in the hope that he might speak with her one last time but instead found a world of smokescreens and frauds. His friendship with Arthur Conan Doyle, a big supporter of the spiritualist movement, is well-documented and quite confusing. Arthur apparently believed that Houdini's ability to hypnotize people as part of his act was proof of his otherworldly talents, and this only served to push him further into his skepticism. Always a fan of the dramatics, Houdini would hide himself among the audiences of unsuspecting mediums and at the end of a séance would stand and yell, I am Houdini and you are a fraud. Even after his death, the magician was still present in the world of spiritualism. Houdini and his wife Bess had a pact that upon one of their deaths, the other would visit a medium and ask them to convey a message through the spiritualist. A code word that only the two of them knew. Bess visited several mediums over the next 10 years, each one unable to pass on the message. Even seances held over Houdini's grave failed. Eventually she gave up. It was clear to her that none of the many mediums she had visited were truly as talented as she'd hoped. Despite facing skepticism and harsh criticism since its conception, Spiritualism is alive and well today. Perhaps one day we'll have an explanation for the paranormal, the spiritual, or even work out what happens to us after we die. But until then, it doesn't seem that spirit mediums or their ghostly guides are going anywhere.
0: could see that because every week when I say hello, even though it's a podcast, I throw my hands up in the air.
2: I tend to like put my head back when I say hello as well. Yeah, yeah. like
0: ugh dunno why we do this. Nah. Hi guys. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <Hope> you enjoyed.
2: <laughs> Jasper did a very good job of scripting spiritualism this week.
0: It was an I interesting one. So. It was it was a really interesting one. Because there's like surprisingly sort of little on spiritualism in the modern day. I mean, because it's still still a religion and it it hasn't changed. And I think I was really hoping to find like almost more of the effect that it's had. Yeah. But it just, it's, it's just basically stuck around in the incarnation that it was in like 200 years ago. Which is, I don't know, I kind of thought it would have grown in some ways, and it, it... I
1: think it's really
2: interesting that, you know, spiritualism isn't... You don't ever really hear that word unless you're looking for it. Mm-hmm. But everyone knows psychics, everyone knows mediums. There's, you know, the ones that are really famous, um, people like Derek Makora, people like on Most mm-hmm. Um, But there's also loads and loads of, like, local ones that you'll only know if you live in that village. Uh, but yeah, they all link to spiritualism, but it's just not a thing. It's a thing that people think, well, it's Victorian.
0: Yeah. Regular. That's, that's yeah. that thing
2: back then. It doesn't exist anymore. It's
0: like, it does. Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely think it paved the way for it. Like I mentioned, um, or one of us mentions Walter Mercado, who you may do or you may much. not know. I do. There you go. And he's fascinating, because he, uh, like... Enthralled like Latin Americans into you know in I think like the 80s and the 90s. Just he just had a show on TV where he like you know read out the the weekly sort of astrological column essentially, but wore a sparkly cape. And I feel like I mentioned Liberace for some reason last week. Last week, but he's He's like he is, yeah. But, um, Walter Mercado is like the, the Liberace of the Zodiac, if you can imagine <laughs> such a thing. Actually, there's an amazing documentary about him on Netflix. Um, because I, I only found about... Oh, is, that, is that the one that
2: went up recently? Because I haven't watched it
0: yet, but I want to. It's... relatively in the last year or so. Yeah, I think I know which Yeah, and... Because, yeah, yeah, he used to be this huge public figure and he's become like somewhat of a recluse and saying he's incredible i only found out about him because uh drag race um so on one week when they did snatch game one of them dressed up as him and i was like who the hell is this i think it actually i think it was alexis mateo on all stars and i had no idea who they were referencing and then i watched the documentary and i was like oh and suddenly like everything clicks into place he's like yeah, yeah I'm like, pretty sure I know which one you're talking
2: about
0: yeah but but for, for that kind of that kind of thing where it's like it, it's not necessarily mainstream religion but it is still certainly a set of beliefs and that people sort of live their lives by I certainly think that spiritualism in like the, the original incarnation that we think of probably paved the way for it Yeah. Yeah, because you even think about like the kind of fairground psychics, you know, and that kind of thing with like the crystal balls. And I know there's a lot of sort of gypsy Romani sort of tradition in there as well. But there's definitely like a sprinkle of spiritualism, or maybe spiritualism was informed by that. I don't. I don't really know enough about the history. But it's kind of become a melting pot at this point yeah like you know you can walk into a bookshop and there's like tarot cards next to a book on angel guides next to a book on like witchcraft next to a book on like crystals you know it's it's just i don't know that probably because i don't know enough about it but it all very much feels say me to me. I'm so sorry yeah. if I'm offending anyone. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's interesting
2: as well. Like I'm someone who's always been really interested in the history of witchcraft and the persecution. Modern day Whipper, while I find it interesting, isn't something that particularly I'm into. Um mm-hmm yeah in the sort of occult section of bookshops you've got books on the history and books on like serious like literary looking not literary like non-fiction looking at these topics and then you've got like hey which crystal should I use today <laughs> and it's like, yeah. both are equally valid like both
1: are just as important to the people
0: but, but at, like, arguably one of them is like cultural history yeah you know like yeah yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: yeah like I'm, I'm not into crystals Stuff, but like the people that are have at it um, but it's interesting how it all gets sort of lumped in mm. and how like you talked about with astrology um, it all sort of feeds into this sort of subgroup that's becoming more and more popular to to use these kind of things mm.
0: i think it's really like because uh, like witchcraft is like rising rapidly as a religion um and, I don't know, I, I guess it's, it's really interesting. Because I, I wonder how many people, almost like the satanic church is, where they don't necessarily believe in Satan, but they are anti-church state. It's more of a political movement. So I wonder how how much of sort of adhering to uh, witchcraft in a sense is necessarily an actual belief in that kind of magic or a sort of yeah, anti-Christian state uh, polemic I guess um, in other news, how are you doing Meg? <laughs> I'm
2: alright it's uh, a weird <laughs> week but uh, sorry I'm just I'm looking at that Satanist documentary that we watched. That was great. Mm. Um, cool. Did you a see Pell it? I've Satan with a question mark. Um,
0: yeah, yeah, and yeah, we, yeah. We
2: watched it separately, but it was brilliant. It's about like modern day Satanists
0: It is phenomenal. You
2: hear the word Satanist and it conjures up the satanic panic
0: of, is it the 70s, the 80s?
2: Uh, 80s. Yeah, 80s. Yeah. And like horrific like ritual murder and, and then you watch this documentary of modern day satanists who were like knitting hats for the homeless and yeah.
0: doing all this
2: stuff and you're like i want to be a satanist yeah but it's like, <laughs> what has happened Don't
0: like you know, honestly if i if i
2: of, lived over there and creating your own space because mm. especially christianity is i really struggle with christianity personally because i've sort of you know been in and out of the church in different capacities over the years and like i don't agree with mainstream religion it's certainly westernized english christian tradition because i'm someone who's never believed that anyone should be persecuted for who they are and i a very precocious 12 year old used to argue with the pastor at the time because i was like well i don't believe that gay people are wrong i don't believe that like this should happen, or this should happen, I think the Bible's bullshit, and, like, personally, they didn't like me very much. But, um,
1: at
2: the same time, like, I know so many Christians who are the most incredible people who live by what I call the good rules, um, of loving everyone, treating everyone well, um, and I think the idea of religion, and the, the ideas behind it are so beautiful, but so often it's bastardised, and used yeah. as a way to oppress... And that's the issue, and with people creating these new waves of religions and witchcraft and Satanism, it's not about, oh, we're dark, like, we love the devil. It's about, no, we are the complete opposite of the, like, I don't know, the, the religions that call themselves holy but persecute so many people.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that
2: was a rant from Meg. <laughs>
0: That's fine. I feel like that's... uh, I asked you how you were and and you went on a rant and I feel like that's a fair... um... That's
2: pretty standard. Yeah. It's been a long day at work. I'm okay. It's just, it's been a long day. All the different Scotland restrictions are just becoming very complicated. Yes. And my work involves travelling across Scotland and different places in different areas of Scotland. So Mm -hmm. now certain things are different and it's just... Lots I mean,
0: happening. I'm just really glad we're not being told to go to work, don't go to work, stay at home, but go to oh, work it's if you can. can be
2: than Boris. Oh,
0: yes, everything. Yes. Just.
2: <sighs> and Nicola's jacket, I don't know if you saw the announcement, Jasper,
0: but it was very nice. Ooh, no, I didn't. I'll have to look it up. It
2: was black with like a green trim around the edges,
0: so it was very nice. Snazzy. She's
2: a stylish lady.
0: She is, actually. <sighs>
2: Yeah, but yeah, no, sorry, I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> How
0: are you? I'm alright. I'm tired. I do a lot of running. I don't know, like anyone. That's like... Oh, you worked in the bookshop. You, you move quickly around the bookshop.
2: You saying you do a lot of running it makes it sound like you go on jogs. No, I don't go on jogs. i here for the false advertising.
0: I, to be fair I've never I've never said I jog what I mean is that everybody thinks that book selling is probably sort of calm and docile and no, no. No, no. it's not especially not in a in a uh, yeah in in a store the size of the one that I work in um tis hell
2: mm, mm-hmm. I can say that because I no longer work there. <laughs> the sentiment is me
0: yeah. Um, yeah.
2: But yeah. No, working. I to, well, I not know
0: about you, but I used to walk, like 40, steps a day in that I job think let's maybe I will add in a drum roll here. I probably won't. I don't actually think I have the skills <laughs> to do that. Let's see how many <laughs> steps I've done today. I have done sixteen thousand steps today. Yeah. Um, I did eighteen thousand yesterday. A eighteen and a half thousand yesterday. Like I'm yeah, I'm 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 averaging nearly twenty thousand steps a day every day at work, <laughs> and I don't even have what? like anything to show for it except absolute like exhaustion. <laughs> if I got like abs out of this or like an amazing ass, it would be fine. But like, <sighs> yeah.
2: how are your calves looking? All
0: those steps? Uh, like they ever do? I mean, the left one's prettier than the right one, but that's standard because Stanley the Bird lives there, so. Yeah. You know, definitely the prettier leg. <laughs> so, uh, in terms
2: of things we want to talk about this week, um, I have been working from home a little bit, so I get to chiefly kind of watch YouTube while I'm working and um, i've come across a fantastic youtuber called molly westbrook who does a series called mysteries with molly and she um, talks about true crime cases uh is very very knowledgeable obviously really does her research and a lot of times she'll say you know this is instead of one source but i could only find it in one and not several so take it with a pinch of salt she's very fair and what i really like about her is i've watched now a couple of ones she's done on sort of Jane or John Doe cases, um, and not only does she um, obviously share links, if you have any information, to contact police, um, she also regularly does fundraisers for projects that looks to solve Jane and John Doe cases, um, she's really interesting, I can't really place her accent, but the way that she says girl and world is the same as me, so I feel is she I feel British? a she definitely wrote it. She, I don't think she's lost her. But um, okay. oh, I watched a video of Tom Kerridge this morning, and I was just like, <laughs> my "This boy, is this is know, Meg's happy place."
0: Carriage, but, yeah. Like, e- explain because the joy that you like exude when you talk about him uh, is wonderful. I don't think
2: I've talked about him on the podcast. No, I don't think you have. okay I hope Emma listens to this because she hates him and the <laughs> one. Uh, like I love you to pieces, you're amazing, but your opinions on chefs are wrong. Ama- there was, <laughs> was an amazing um, story that came up on my Instagram for the Harry Biker's new book on like veggie stuff. Mm. And it's like, are you ready to cheat on meat? <laughs> so I sent it to Emma, like, are you ready? <laughs> she was so bad. <laughs> um, anyway, so yeah, so basically, long story short, Emma hates Tom Carriage because of his accent. Is my accent so fuck you ever <laughs> um yeah tom carey is an amazing chef a couple of michelin stars he's from gloucester he grew up where i did single man. like he grew up eating like fucking turkey twizzlers and some gross shit because he cooked for him and his brother um when his mom i was miss turkey
0: twizzlers i
2: know i know damn you jamie um but yeah so he when he was 18 he needed a job because Bought himself, didn't know what he was gonna do, became a kitchen porter because it was easy, fell in love with cooking, and now he's got several Michelin chars, several shars, Michelin stars, <laughs> and several restaurants and pubs. Um, and I love him. I love him because he is a good chef. I love him because he's from where I'm from and it's incredibly rare. That someone where I'm from does well, so that's nice. Um but I love him because he is joyful about everything. Like, he's excited about everything. And I mean everything. Like, every recipe, every ingredient, everything that happens. And his laugh is joyful. I adore him so much. And this is of no relevance to this podcast. <laughs> but I love him. And whenever I watch his videos, it makes me happy. So if you need a pick-me-up, unless you are Emma Maker, go and watch my <laughs> videos. And if you're Emma Maker,
0: what your fucking life out <laughs> yeah. I've, I've had a bad day. <laughs> <of> a <sighs> amazing. Yeah. Amazing. no relevance
2: but I just I love him. And his wife Beth is an incredible sculptor um, and every time he opens a new <laughs> restaurant he commissions her to put a new sculpture in his
0: restaurant. That's and adorable. I, that's I didn't really know that. That's really cute um the person i'm gonna mention this week is um an, an again youtuber uh, her name is bailey Sarian. um she's in the states and she does murder mystery and makeup so she's she, she's a makeup artist who basically has an interest in true crime she's a really good makeup artist and she doesn't like talk you through the makeup that she's doing she just does her makeup which if you don't find just watching someone apply their makeup really well like just really satisfying you you haven't spent enough time on the internet um (laughs) and she always does this like beautiful colors and she's got like amazing cheekbones as well so when she does her contour it's just like "Mm." yes so good anyway she then picks a a true crime case every week and talks you through it. She does um she does really good research. Um it's always really interesting. She always tries to find out the um you know all, all the sort of weird little facts about the case. Um she's actually quite funny as well. Like I know the topic isn't necessarily calling for it, but she just her editing style is great. She sings her own theme tune, not like we do in more <laughs> It's in a different way, but she still sings it. It's okay. like an instrumental, but, like... <laughs> it's just... It's it's grand, so, yeah, I'd really recommend it. If you like true crime, if you like makeup, if you like both, then... The fuck are you still here for? She also has some really killer tattoos. So, you know, if you're like me, and you like snooping on other people's tattoos... Oh, there was someone on the bus this morning, and she had amazing... She obviously had, like, two full sleeves, but she had, like amazing like um neo-traditional roses on the back of her hands and they were so pretty and like she got off the bus and i was trying like sneakily like look and see if i could if she had like any like uh well she was wearing a coat so obviously i couldn't see anything but i was like i need to know i know i don't (laughs) care about her just about her tattoos Uh, um yeah i know i mentioned last
2: week that i put up a post uh, a page on our website with all the recommendations, but I forgot. So I'm gonna do it now. Um, so it should be up by the time you're listening to this. Um, and the website is wanderingicurios.com Mhm. Super easy to find. It's linked on our Instagram. Um, but yeah, what I'll do, obviously, we'll we'll, we'll try and share things in the stories. But we both have full-time jobs. Mm-hmm. We're both exhausted. So at least if we put it there, you've got somewhere to always go and reference. And like, for Molly on. I'll link a video,
0: you can make videos, Mm -hmm. Um, and we'll do it that way, just so you can keep an eye. Yeah, and um, I said last week that I would start doing that list of cool and creepy books, and did I? No, I did not. (laughs) Um, I have collected more, though, for the list. I'm like constantly just like, all the time at work now, I'm like, hmm... Hmm, I can go on the list. Oh! And then I get distracted by Batman comics and, you know... Oh, I saw a really good one today, and I want it so much, but I'm like... I'm now doing batman ears on my own head, and it was completely unintentional, but there you go. I enjoyed it. <laughs> well, I'm glad yeah. someone did. <laughs> if you want some
2: good book recommendations, uh, our lovely friends Molly and Rihanna and have a mm. really good podcast called yes. The pod Around the Corner. Um, I'm pretty sure it's just Pod Around the Corner on their Instagram and their Twitter. Um, it's Pod Around the Corner. That's what their podcast is called. So you can find it on all podcast apps. Uh, again, we'll link it. But they're fantastic. They're super professional. They're way more professional than we are. Mm. And when they recommend things, they actually do
0: it. Um, oh, oh, yeah. We're on we're Spotify.
2: On.
0: We're on Spotify. We're yeah, With Spotify. We if you want to be, um, Spotify. Spotify. Ego—it's my non-existent London heritage coming through. Um, but yeah, so if for whatever reason you're listening somewhere else, uh, and Spotify is what you normally use, then um, go, go, go for it, kid. There's so many people listening on Podbean, which I think's
2: adorable. I know.
0: <laughs> well, I i talked to someone the other day and i was like well do you have a podcast they were like no and i went through the things and i was like well it is hosted on podbean and they were like oh i have that and i was actually like well, why why yeah like sorry podbean we we yeah, we love you, we love I- you.
2: We didn't know Podbean existed. We literally only know Podbean exists because we started the podcast and then realised we didn't RSS feed and we were like, what the fuck? And we RSS didn't want to pay
0: feed? for it and it was the only place we could go where it was free.
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: so it was like, we obviously, we initially shared. Like, to get people listening to the trailer yeah. but then told everyone where else we were to <laughs> people listening to Podbean, which is very, uh, which
0: is very cute so I dropped my laptop. <laughs> they have they, it's, it's actually been great though and like yeah. even on the first tier of paying which we're on now it's like really not very high and it just yeah it's just been everything that we that we wanted for significantly yeah. less than other places because like there's a real starting barrier and there is to any creative um industry but like that shouldn't stop you from you know like there's always a way and um yeah as was I podbean a
2: lot, the, a lot of the issues like the reason we like podbean so much like they are a great host so we do recommend mm-hmm. them if you want to start a podcast um but one of the big uh, not bugs, what's the word. Obstacles that we found was a lot of the like podcast hosting platforms that you need in order to set it up were offering like, oh we'll help you edit and we'll help you do this. And it's like, well, we don't want that. We're editing no. ourselves. Yeah, for we better don't want or worse. That. We just want a platform. <laughs> yeah. We don't need you. No. Okay. <laughs> month. Um, Whoa now, this isn't I therapy. therapy. <laughs> um, but yeah it's just that was a real thing It was like, oh, like you have to pay for this. It's like we don't, no, we don't want that. So yeah, it's a really good option, and without being down on ourselves, if we can have a podcast, anyone
0: can. So you've been dreaming about it. No, you're you're absolutely right, and it, but it it makes me think about like the possibilities of like all the other stuff that can be done with it, because it's really fucking easy. Um, like you know, if if we ever start writing short fiction stories like we could totally dramatize them and upload them or you know even if we decided that the shit talk needed to become like its own thing because it's gone completely off the rails at some point then (laughs) we, we could we could do that too like it's it's not a difficult world to inhabit but that that also that also is why there are so many podcasts out there so if you do want to show us some love, please, please do give us a share. If you tag us in, like, like, if you post us about, you know, in your stories on Instagram, please, 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 please tag us so that we can see it and we can yeah. share it on. Um, even more than that, uh, wh- whatever site that you listen to us on, but especially if it's Apple Podcasts, because that's where I know most of you are. I can see you. Um, no, I can't, but I can tell where you're listening from. Um... <laughs> So, you know, just, just, like, li- leave us a, leave us a review. Five stars, please. You know. Looking it at you. really, really helps. It honestly does. Yeah. It takes
2: a few minutes and it makes a huge difference. And we will message each other freaking out about
0: it. Yeah, yeah. If, if you're the person who leaves us a review, just know that, like, that does not go unnoticed. Like we will like run across town screaming to like find the other person just to be like uh hello people listen to us um but yeah just show us a little bit of love please please Please. like we
2: love doing this this is so much fun Mm -hmm. but it is so much work yeah and you know we grew pretty well at the start and now you know it's it's not even been two months no we want to keep it growing (laughs) Yeah. And was it 200 followers we said,
0: Jasper, that something exciting would be happening? Yeah, so we said 200 yeah. followers, we'd do some kind of giveaway. Uh, we mm-hmm. may or may not have some Patreon-y things in the work, but mm-hmm. the tiers are pretty dependent on how many people we can uh, get involved. So if yeah. that's something that sounds interesting to you, like, get your mum listening, get your dad listening, whoever. We mm-hmm. really appreciate it.
2: Your nan, your prison friend,
0: your mum club. If your prison friend has access to podcasts... Do you not
2: have a prison
0: friend? I guess I'm just... I've never thought about whether or not you can listen to podcasts in prison before.
2: I mean, you have TV in
0: prison. You do, but, like, podcasts are usually done on a phone or a computer. Well, do you so have those? Well,
2: friend to tell all their friends on the outside.
0: I mean, I'm sure your prison friend has, like, a secret phone stashed in a hole in the wall behind, like, a sexy lady poster, right? There you go. There you
2: go.
0: That's fine. Wow. That alienate
2: our prison listeners. That got... <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay.
2: Anyway, this went somewhere. I don't know where. But yeah, we currently have 132 followers on our Instagram, whoop um, whoop. which is very lovely, we love you all, but once you hit 200, a very exciting giveaway is happening, mm-hmm. um, we're looking at merch, we're looking at Patreon, We Lots
0: of are in the works. Yes, and if you've seen the beautiful, beautiful silhouettes of us that Meg did, we may be considering doing that for uh, a potential listener when we hit 200 followers, maybe, maybe. We shall see. nothing set in stone yet, mostly because, like Meg said, we are so tired. So um, totally but tired. something something special will happen when we hit it 200 will. We really, followers. We really want this to be
2: multidis- dis- I can't ever say that fucking word. Multidisciplinary. Yeah. Um, lots of art is what that
0: means, Jasper. I'm gonna say, I, th- I think we're back to the prison thing again. <laughs> uh? <laughs> Multidisciplinary. <laughs> is that not the word i do I, do you know what it probably is i don't know um anyway, lots of different mediums
2: of art like
0: we multimedia want be, i don't know i don't know
2: what to say anymore basically we want to give you lots of stuff and we want lots of things to be available and we want everyone to be engaged in multiple ways is what i'm trying to say so please review us please share us please follow us and please love us because we're trying so hard <laughs>
0: But love us from afar, please. Yeah. Very far. Also, no no nudes.
2: Yeah. I was listening back to last episode and I was like, I don't want to have all those kinky (laughs) DMs. I don't want I don't want to deal with those. As
0: long as you're not coming on to me. It's fine. Nobody tell my wife.
2: (laughs) And yeah, maybe we should leave it there. Yeah,
0: on that note. (laughs) <laughs> anyway, uh, she has been Meg. And you
2: have been Jasper.
0: I have. And we will not see you, but we will be back mm-hmm. next week with another episode, our final episode on Spiritualism. And then it's Christmas.
2: Whoa. We get to talk about my favourite boy, Arthur Conan Doyle.
0: Yee. Yep, so we'll be back with that. Uh, until then, stay sane, drink lots of booze, stay inside, don't touch anyone, and uh, you want to say it Meg? Stay
2: spooky.
0: Yeah, there you go. See you around. Bye. Wandering Eye Curios is brought to you by myself, Jasper Chanter, and my co-host Meg James. The podcast is scripted and performed by both of us and produced by me. Music is scored and performed by Amy Marianne, with lyrics by myself. Our intro song, for better or worse, is sung by us. Find us on Instagram at WonderingI Curios and over on Twitter at WonderingI Pod. Stay spooky, friends. Until next time. When it's someone we live with, we get used to their habits, both endearing and annoying. There are two